Hola, hola. Welcome to the Bruja Broadcast. This is Dion. And Sasha. Join us today as we serve up some Brujeria Latina with a side of astrology and herbology bundled with some stories and sass. Hola, hola. Hola, hola. How are you this week? Bien, Bien. How was Vegas? It was great. It was hot and sunny and I loved every minute of it. Hey, did the green stone help? Uh, it did help. I, I mean, it was a, it was a up and down wild ride for gambling, but it, it was all right. <laughs> oh, that's what gambling is, right? <laughs> okay. So talk to me about your brujaing. So my brujaing this week is actually going to talk about my birthday because I do think um, it's important to set an attention definitely that day, uh, something to work for for the year. So I was in Vegas. Uh, which of course there's all the Vegasy stuff there, but I definitely took a special trip off the strip to go to a few botanicas on my birthday. I picked up a really, really beautiful uh, big statue of Santa Muerte. It's so cool. Um, and then I, Ooh. yes. And then I like for for this purpose, and I do have this belief when I go to see Santa Muerte, when I'm um, engaging in kind of ritual behavior, I want, I, I carry her in my bag. I'm walking long distances. I'm thinking about it the whole time. Like it's a real, there's a real intent for me there. Like anytime I'm doing something special to honor her. Nice. Yeah. I love that. It was love great. That. Awesome. Love that. Well, happy Vuelta al Sol. I'm happy for you. Gracias. That's great. And um, Brujang, I didn't do, I didn't do much. I, you know, I worked I'm a practicing witch, so you know I did, <laughs> I did con I did my daily practices and I did consults and I um, and I I worked um. I actually went and got some reads, which and I think that it's um important for us, yeah. not just to, you know, give reads and work as brujas, but also to get some insight from other brujas as well. Um, when we're when you know when we're in this environment so i got some reads this week um on friday i went to um la potion oh yeah to the yeah to the psychic fair which which you know i'm often there as a reader mm -hmm. but this friday i wasn't there as a reader i was there and then i just dropped by and i got some reads i just needed you know a little like i have a couple of things that in the you know I, you know i i hardly ever have any plans i hardly have any projects yeah. going on <laughs> So um, I have a couple of things going on and I was like, okay, I want some clarity on, on a couple of projects. And I also have um, with my kids, you know, they're both going through transitions and they're going to middle, my kid finished elementary school, going to middle school, they're both in different specialized programs, Spanish programs and, and um, gifted programs and stuff like that. So I was like, what am I going to do with them? Am I going to keep them in these programs? And so I just went to get some reads, you know, mm -hmm. and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an annoying type of reader. Like, I'm like, okay, this is the question. And they throw out the cards and I'm like, okay, go on. <laughs> okay. I, okay. I got the answer. Okay. And they're like, do you want me to read? And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Sorry. <laughs> I'll slow down. I swear. Oh, okay. Okay. Keep her in the program. Okay. Got it. <laughs> so, yeah. No, but I went to get some reads and that was nice. That was nice. And 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 it's always refreshing to see how somebody else, you know, reads and Yeah. That's nice. And then on Saturday I went to do an event and it was so fun because, you know, some I dress usually based on the sun, on on the planetary color. Okay. 
right? So like Saturdays is usually like dark blue because it's Saturn, right? I did not know this. No. Yes. So I dress cool. um I dress based on the planetary colors usually. But you know, if not, then I'll just go to which is black. And then so Saturday I wasn't feeling like anything. So I just decided to do which is black. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny because all of the all of the vendors, we were all dressed the same. We were all just all in black. <laughs> like the black skirt with the long with the black, you know, sh- shirt. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, I think there's a bunch of witches here. <laughs> and like it was like seven of us all dressed exactly the same. Interesting. It was so funny. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. That's all I've done. Interesting. I don't know. I think something's going on with this new moon. Like, I feel extra wiped. People in my world are just extra wiped right now. Well, you know, it's yeah. it's it's the the sun is revving up. You know, it's gonna be, but it's it's not that bad. the The full moon coming on July first, July third is gonna be a little bit stronger. Okay. All right. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yes. Uh. So let's see. Should we dive into the saints? Yeah. So all today right. we're going to be talking about saints. Yes. You and me, the most saintly of all girls. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, but I think it's important that we talk about the saints because um, it is highly used mm-hmm. in in brujeria, in, you know, Latin American practices. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think lots of people um, have doubts as if they can use the saints or not if they're not catholic or if they don't practice catholic folk magic right they're like can i use saints can i not use saints isn't that like appropriation is that not and it's like no you can because first of all the catholic church has made sure that they spread themselves wide throughout the world they want to make sure that everybody you know that it spreads wide got their hands and everything they want they want to make sure they get everywhere so they they'll be happy that the saints are everywhere right yeah um secondly the saints were humans right mm-hmm. and so that's one of the reasons that people can relate to them because they were humans they were they went you know they lived human lives they went through trials and tribulations they had situations that were similar to our own and that's why they can intercede because they had lived experiences that you can relate to right and that's one of the things that's like okay wait you know i can they they understand and they can intercede because they can understand right right um so i think that's really important and third the the way that the catholic church has you know worked was they had to bring in the saints to be able to connect with people so mm-hmm. they were just using the saints to bring people in. It's not that the saints belong to them. The saints belong to the people. Yes. And they're using the saints to bring the people in. It's not vice versa. Right. So the saints actually belong to the people more right. than more than the saints belonging to the church. So it's it's backwards, right? So it's not like you're taking it from the church and then like you're feeling like you're taking something that it's it's something that already belonged to the people and the church like always you know appropriated it from the people from the towns from the people's um already like their legends and from their popular knowledge and from their folk heroes and from their um stories and then they took it to be able to entrench themselves more deeply right into those regions right and so 
it's not like you're, you know, aligning yourself with the Catholic church when you work with the saints, that's right. backwards. It's the, it's the church, the ones that's been trying to use the, the popular histories and the popular saints to entrench themselves more deeply and in, into the regions and into the people. Yes. You know, so it's like they're trying to be the middleman and tell yeah. you how to get to God. But the saints were already there going, it's right here. Let me show mm -hmm. you. And the church just tried to muddle it for everyone to get yeah. them in the doors and to pay all their for all the gold. Right. Yes. So in that sense, it's like, um, yeah, the saints are much more readily available and you don't have to be aligned with the Catholic Church to use them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, definitely yes it is uh, you know um it's been widespread by the the catholic church but it's vice versa from the way that the catholic church sells it they're, they're like always been saying like oh you know um the highest the hierarchy is like you know like god and then like jesus and then the holy spirit and then you know the virgin mary and then the saints mm -hmm. and people do it vice versa people always work with the saints first and then the virgin and then jesus and then you know right. and god last because obviously it's, it's the same thing right who do you go to first right you go to your like if you're at the school you don't go to the district superintendent first right. you go to your teacher <laughs> right. you go to the homeroom teacher first and then she goes to like the whatever the the principal and then they go to you know it's all from the from the ground from the grassroots up right by the time you get to like the district it's you know it's it's been a long way you know right and that usually it's been handled you know out in the yard <laughs> and right. so yeah so yeah, they they like to to say like it's different, but they don't know what's going on. And I would so agree with that. Mm -hmm. yeah, yep. So yeah, so there's um the way that and 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 the Catholic Church knows that they need to have saints to bring more people in because the saints is what people align with and it's what people relate to. So they make sure to continue canonizing and making saints and bringing you know more saints in because that's what people relate to yeah right, right um i think yeah i think like um not this one but the one before he canonized like four thousand from people or something really? like that yeah oh, like saint, saint john yeah. the one that was like in the 80s and 90s he did yeah, like yeah. four thousand people or something oh, yeah. Shit. yeah he's like whoops <laughs> wait let's make more saints well all right yeah yeah but you know there's a couple that have been like um been around for a long time and that people refer to and use a lot and one of the things that that um, we're going to talk about too is how you can use them. Okay, mm -hmm. so there's the concept of hot and cold, and I I think I've mentioned this on like for hot and cold days in astrology, like you know the Mars days being oh, okay. hot, right? So the hot and cold also applies to the altars or um, the energies of the saints as well. So like, it, and it's similar to like it being like sort of a fresh or clean or like good energy or like a bad energy, right? So you want to have like a cold energy for when you're working with saints. And so you want it to have like fresh water. You want it to be like alive um, flowers. You want it to be like cool colors, like the whites, the blues, like, you know, not something like fiery. Okay. Okay. 
um so like the cool right and then because and then the hots would be like things that are more like um the 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 reds and the the darker or something that's um moldy or something that like the flowers that have died and stuff like that okay. and so that would be more like you know the left hand right right and so normally depending on if when you're working with the saints and most people want to work with the cold and with like the good saints right or right. with the loose la loose right and so, and I know we're going to talk about both today, but yes. I just wanted to bring it up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first thing. And so it's just making sure that you're working with, you know, which sort of energy you're working with, right? And um, then the way that if you look at, if you would just like go into like um, Google and you can just look for the saint of the day, there's a saint for each day. You're, there's so many actually that there's more than one saint per day, but you can just... saint of the day and there's three or four saints of the day and that's the saint and each saint has different things that they can do but there's like major saints and they usually have like the old-timey ones the ones that are like a thousand two thousand years old or 500 600 years old they have like histories usually they were um martyrs right and they died because especially the first ones were especially in that period of time where christian um christian some christian was just starting right when it was just like um they were just when, coming when it was up new, it was just coming up in constantinople and they were being persecuted mm-hmm. so it, they were martyrs and they were being persecuted so it was like you know so um and you know so there were a lot of martyrs and stuff like that so there was and they had to like um stand up for their faith or be jailed or be right. killed or so forth so there's a lot of martyrs from that time from then and a lot of um persecution and so forth so there's a lot of um saints that come from that period and then or there's a lot of um or if not the ones from when they were I mean, in different um when they were colonizing from different towns mm-hmm. that had done different miracles right 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 and, and the and we'll talk about some of those maybe and so there's the saints of the day there's the saints that belong to the towns or the patron saints of each place right Mm -hmm. and then there's the patron saints of like the families so you have like different saints you have the saints of your birthday the saints of your birthplace and the same patron saints of like the the village or wherever you're from mm-hmm. so you, you'll have like normally you'll be like oh what's your patron saint oh the patron saint for my birthday is this such patron saint the one for my family you know is this one and the patron saint from my township is this one and mm-hmm. then you can like you have like three patron saints already like backing you up before you've even like taken a step right, right. you're like you already have like an army of like patron saints like just protecting you already just because, you know, the day you were born, the family, you know, last name mm-hmm. and the place you were born. You already have three saints already enlisted in your little army. You're just, you know, uh-huh. done. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then besides that, whoever you decide to align yourself with mm-hmm. later on and um, and that you do it based on what you decide to study, mm-hmm. because each profession has a patron saint right yeah 
based on who they were and what they used to work as, right? Absolutely. So there's there's the perfumer and there's the milkman and there's the guy that was the the ox breeder and there's the guy that was, you know, the printer and whatever. So each profession has its own patron saint and there's the prostitute, there's one for each one, right? Yep. So depending on what, what you end up doing, there's going to be a patron saint based on your profession as well. So mm-hmm. you get another patron saint to support you. Yes. And then when you get married or when you, you know, hook up with somebody, you, they're bringing in their little army. So your families unite their patron saints. So now you got to, you know, yeah. you, you get more. <laughs> and then, I mean. A football when, team. It, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's the whole thing. Yeah. And then as you need, because as situations come up, there's patron saints that dedicate themselves to certain situations. Mm-hmm. So there's patron saints for, for marriage. There's patron saints for birth. There's patron saints for illness. There's patron saints for war. There's patron saints for mortgages. There's healing patron animals. saints for healing animals. There's patron saints. So as situations come up, uh, there's patron saints for matchmaking. So you mm-hmm. want your kids to get a good match, right? Mm-hmm. You go to the matchmaking one. So as different situations come up, you invoke these saints to help you with that cause. And you're like, oh, wait, okay. You know, oh, right. my my favorite dog is sick. You know, I need to call in on, you know, somebody in the world, San Francisco, which work with animals, you know, mm-hmm. and you're going to give them an offering and you're going to, you know, call them in to help you. Or you forgot to pay your taxes on time and you need to get it in before they, 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 you know, repossess your house. And you're like, San Expeditus, you know, patron saint of, you know, lost causes and last minute situations. Yep. And you put it in and, you know, last minute, you know. So you just do, you work with the saints based on what you need. So it's just like all last minute thing. You got some idiot, you know, dumbass that's like harassing you and you're single and happy and living your life and you got this asshole that's like you know i'm a dude and i'm gonna you know do whatever i want with you and you're like saying that might come on and stomp on this idiot you know (laughs) and you know the and so you call in based on whatever you need right and so the different saints come in and they hope and they were human they understand human conditions they had life so they intercede and they're usually rarely easy to work with and they align with people because they understand human situation. Right. And it's not, they're not like super far removed. They're like, Oh, I get it. And they're motivated by the things they have also known the things in life. So they're like, they know what they like. They know right. that they like, you know, coffee or that they like lima beans or that they like chocolate or that they like fresh flowers. They know what they like because they've lived with those things or they like silk they know what they like. They've had them in real life. So the offerings are easy. Right. Right. Because they're like, oh, no, I like this. So you give me my offering and I'm, we're going to work. You know, yes. it's going to work. It's going to go for it. You know, so that's basically the, you know, it, it's easier to, to curry that favor <laughs> in that right. sense. Yes. Because it's just like, okay, you know, it's like going to, to, to FedEx and like, okay, what Express seventeen fifty? <laughs> you know, the, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the rates are there. It's What's like, it gonna cost me? Okay, some okay. tequila, whatever. Like <laughs> they know, they know, yeah. and they know what it is because they've lived it, right? And they already went through it, and they know. Yeah. So, um, I I do urge people to, yes, there is a heavy association with the Catholic Church because the Catholic Church 
has deeply entrenched themselves into the saints and they've made themselves like the owners of it. But we have to look beyond that and see mm -hmm. that they aren't the original owners of all the saints. They've just made themselves like really like the collectors, the collectors. Yeah. They put them in this little encyclopedia and they've been, and they've been the ones that have been, they, 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 they put, yeah, they have the little book and they've been spreading the book and like, you know, and, yeah. and selling it, but they weren't the original, not of all of the saints, you know, the, the saints were people and, you know, yeah. And yes, uh, many of them were Christians, right? They weren't Catholics originally, right? right? And so you have to look at that as well before. And so, yes, they've done a really good deal of um, owning them, but it's not that they, you know, they signed them onto their label, but it wasn't like they were the only that they're the only ones that can represent them. You can listen to their music without, you know, right. Yes, signing yes, yes. On to, without signing on to the Catholic church in that sense. Yes. And I mean, a saint is really, it's just recognized as a person who is exceptionally holy um, uh, and like closer, like closer connected to God and that, and thus being able to perform miracles. The ones that, um, that I think lots of people, and they're like we said, there's hundreds, thousands of saints. Yes. We're not obviously not going to go into all of them, but let's talk about a couple of the ones that are a little bit more famous. We're not going to talk about angels. We mentioned we'll do angels in another episode because yeah. that would be different. Um, but let's talk about a few. Let's, um, Santa Marta, the dominatrix, okay. right? I have her little card here. Of course, I had to start with that one, right? Mm -hmm. I have my cards here, then. Santa Marta, she has a she's a dragon at her feet, which I love, of course. That's why I had to start with her, right? Mm -hmm. Santa Marta is um she's she's um she's in the Bible. She's supposedly I think she's like this, well, depending on what you believe, but she's um like the sister-in-law, right? Depending. Um but she's um she's one of the women that goes and finds Jesus in the tomb. And she's um, the patron saint of um, service workers, right? Okay. She's in the Bible. She's like, um, she's running the inn where Jesus stays and she's like busy and whatever. And everybody's like hanging on to Jesus's words. And she's like, get back to work. <laughs> we got a bunch of shit to do, <laughs> you know? And she doesn't have time with this, right? But, um, but in the story, but in the story that gives her lore is that she's a dragon slayer, right? Okay. And so that's why she um in her card, well obviously we're not on video, but um she, she has, has a, a little dragon on her feet, right? Yeah. I have saint cards, yes. And saint cards can be used in um magical approaches. Basically, you put the saint cards with your candles or you put them on your altars or um you use them when you're doing petitions, and that way you can use it to include it in your brujeria. Yes, right? and they're going to be in botanicas and uh, religious stores. Right. And so, um, so what, um, so what she did is um, she most, there was a group of like women's dragon slayers and they would kill the dragons. But in her case, she actually took the dragon alive and she brought it in um, alive. She tied it up with her girdle straps and whatever. But when she brought it in, people were afraid of it. And then they, the, the townspeople actually killed it. Um, but she actually dominated it, right? That's why mm -hmm. they call her Malta la Dominadora, 
right? right? Because she mastered it. She dominated it. She subdued it. And so that's the feminist version as well. Like her feminine wiles, right? Her girdle straps. She, right. Right. She dominated it with her girdle straps. She, um, she, I love it. Right. <laughs> Why wouldn't I love yeah. my Dona She's like, she stepped on that dragon, you know? Um, but you know, the townspeople didn't get it and they ended up killing it. Right. But whatever. Um, but obviously, you know, she went, she faced the dragon and she, she dominated and whatever happened there, you know, mm -hmm. the dragon ended up with its mouth with taped shut with her girdles. Yes. So, yeah. And, um, but we use, um, Marta Dominadora whenever we have any situations of patriarchy, men that need to be stepped on, anybody that's trying to be, you know, bossy on you. Anybody that's trying to like, at, and on since she's also service workers, anybody that's trying to take an unfair advantage of you, anybody, you know, this can be anything from schedule problems, uh, handsy, you know, person, yeah, a suitor that you don't, you're not interested in, but they, they don't take, you know, the hint or somebody that you do want to dominate. Right. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. For fun. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so I like her a lot. So that's Marta La Dominadora. And so, so anybody, and so this card, this, um, something, so Santa Marta, I resort to the aid and protection as proof of my affection and faith. I offer thee this light. So um, the, the candle, which I shall burn every Tuesday. Of course, Tuesday is fiery Mars, you know. So is she still considered a cold saint then? She would be hot. She would she, be hard. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was wondering when you said dragon. Comfort, was like, yeah, comfort me in all my difficulties and through the great favors thou um, enjoy through. I was when thy savor was lodged in thy house, because Jesus went to her house. Mm -hmm. Intercede for my family and the that we be provided for in our necessities. I ask of thee, Santa Marta, to overcome all my difficulties as thou did overcome the dragon which thou had at thy feet. Yeah, Santa Marta, bad bitch. Love it. Absolutely. Yes. So I love that one. And um, yes, so she's a good one. Um, In that same vein, obviously, I like bad bitches. <laughs> Why would I not? Mary Magdalena. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. She's great. So Mary Magdalena, obviously, um, she hasn't been canonized, of course. That would be highly, you know. But Mary Magdalena has, you know, this is a whole different topic. She has a whole priestesship movement on, you know, uh, there's a whole group of women that um, take vows and follow her. And there's a whole priestess movement of the priestess of Mary Magdalena. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. She has a whole group um, because they're... Um, you know, depending on how you look at the history of Mary Magdalena, you can see her as the first disciple. You can see her as Jesus's wife. You can see her as the first witness. You can see her. And she is the first witness. She's right. the first person that opens the tomb and sees, you know. So there's there's different ways of looking at her history. Okay. Right. Um, and some see her on par with Jesus. Some, you know, she was hers partner um some see her as you know the first one that actually spread like the church 
and continued it. So, but there's a whole um sacred like like Athena used to have like in her like her temple and her priestess yeah, yeah. and so forth. There is to this day a whole priestess movement for Mary Magdalena. Interesting. Okay. So there is a whole temple of Mary Magdalena, women that, that take sacred vows and follow the priestess of Mary Magdalena. So she, there's a you know definitely a big movement. Um and so she is the um saint for prostitutes originally, uh -huh. right? For the for the Catholic Church, that would be it, you know, sinful women. That's it. Yes. You know, that's as far as the Catholic Church goes. But for others, it's all and also for it's for perfume and for for perfumers and because that's how she, you know, made herself um desirable. She would she was a yeah, with the perfumes. Um but it was also the she was it's the divine feminine. Mm -hmm. So it's everything for the sacred feminine, the divine feminine, the um, the rose, the chalice, just depending on how you go. Because like from here, you can, there's a whole history of the Templar and everything, depending on which way you go, right? There's tons of mystical theories that we could further go on from there, like depending on, right? Like if you believe that they had kids or anything. Um, but Mary Magdalena um, would also be a saint to to go forth, mm -hmm. and then so her go, and then this one would be for love. This one would be for protection. This one mm -hmm. would be for being so loved that you are protected and you are elevated to a different position, mm -hmm. right? Because it's also like when you're in a point of like despair, and you think that your life can't change, and suddenly you're elevated to a different position. Right. Excellent. Um, and then, so this one says, okay, St. Mary Magdalena, you heard from the loving lips of Jesus that your many sins were forgiven because he loved you so much. Pour out your love on his sacred feet on our behalf. Your tears of repentance and of love won for you the pardon of your sins and the vision of the divine Jesus. You're surely your dear saint. He who refused you nothing to your love on earth will graciously replenish us with those blessings for which we implore your prayers. Nice. It's like, yeah, divine love, yeah, sacred yeah. feminine. Like there's, there's a whole, there's many layers on this, but yeah. So Mary Magdalene can be used for like everything that's like love, replenishment, rebirth, you know, that, that whole energy is there. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So, doo -doo. so I love that one there. Boom, boom. Um, Saint Christopher. He's like the giant, huge, um, the big man, and so he is. Um, he used to work like for a king, and then he like the king. He saw that the king worked for, um, that the king was afraid of like uh, the devil. So he went to look for the devil because he wanted to work for the most powerful person. And then he saw that the devil was afraid of Christ. So he went to look for Christ. And so he kept looking for whoever was most powerful. Right. Okay. And eventually um, he, he's he, like, he was, he, he was at a river and like a bunch of people were crossing the river and he had a little kid get on top of him. And when he, the little kid was crossing, like he felt like he was drowning and it was like the infant child of Christ, right? Oh. And um, but he managed to 
to keep him afloat and not die. Mm-hmm. And he managed to keep him, like, to to have him cross. And so when he crossed, he said, oh, you did manage to have, like, the weight of Christ on you and to have him cross. So you are, like, worthy of Christ. And hmm. so they use him. And I think he's also, like, of travelers and miners. Yeah, yeah. And so he's, like, seen as, like, because he's this big, burly, big, you know, giant kind of guy. So he's um he was martyred of course and because he turned he converted to christianism um and so he's um he's seen as for travelers because obviously he traveled from place to place looking for who he was going to serve and because of that crossing story he's also seen for um like people that have to cross oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right And, and perilous situations and um yeah and so that's that's saint christopher he was later said that he wasn't he was a uh like his his was one of the cards that was sold the most Mm -hmm. in the catholic church and then at one period they said that he wasn't going to be a saint anymore and then like because they hadn't they had no proof that he had actually lived Oh. They couldn't find and then they stopped like saying that he was a saint and then like the the church like the cards stopped selling and then like then they were like oh no yeah we found proof or whatever and then that they became a saint again Sheesh. <laughs> sounds about right <laughs> yeah you know um so yeah so he's you know he's a saint that lots of people use um for like immigration and for travel you mm-hmm. know and and i know miners use them a lot too yeah and so although mining fortunately is going down a lot but still so that's one there and so then you were going to do San Expeditus right so I'm going to skip him and leave him for you I have um, remember I mentioned that people have the ones for their places so I have the ones for my locations of course of course so Puerto Rico Puerto Rico is funny because Puerto Rico was supposed to be called the island of San Juan. Mm-hmm. And then the capital was supposed to be Puerto Rico. And the first map, the, and then the guy that made the first map mixed San Juan and Puerto Rico. So he gave the capital and the and the island the names backwards. But they never inverted the saint patrons, the patron saints. Okay. So the island still it has St. John the Baptist as the patron saint of the island. So the island of Puerto Rico has St. John the Baptist, who's Jesus' um, cousin. Mm-hmm. And um, he's the one that baptized him and so forth. And so we still like celebrate on June 23rd to the 24th. We still celebrate the day of Saint Juan, La Noche de San Juan, where people like throw themselves backwards. Yeah, into I remember the ocean. you talking about that. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, to baptize themselves. And we use that basically it's um a sense of like leaving behind and to receive new new things. Mm-hmm. And also like um it's new opportunities, right? Because mm-hmm. you're when you're baptizing yourself, you're like, oh, doesn't matter what I did in the past, because now it's a new opportunity. Right. And so and St. John the Baptist was one that was like he it he like he worked until he like he was really old. He just kept on just going to the river and just baptizing people. It just didn't matter, you know? 
So it was just like the constancy. He didn't like, and so he's really good for that. It's just like, and I think it's very representative of our island. It's like, oh, well, here we are. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just hardworking. Going to keep no, going. Yeah. yeah. Just like, oh, well, we're screwed. Who cares? Okay. <laughs> here we are at the beach. Let's keep going. <laughs> Back in the middle of a hurricane. Let's just here rebuild. We are. Let's keep going. <laughs> okay. And then the the capital, San Juan, which was going to be called um, Puerto Rico, um, the, uh, the capital, the patron saint of there is San Sebastián. Okay. And San Sebastián, which is funny, um, he's like really athletic, really hot, you know, it has, it has a little bit of, um, um, it has a little bit of queer um, ties as well. Oh, cool. So yeah, very cool. And we do a little money carnival um festival when his date comes around so it's um very and you know very interesting so i i he was a soldier in the roman court and then he chose to go off and and be a soldier of christ and mm. so he was condemned to die and so they couldn't kill him because he was so strong like they couldn't like like kill him like the arrows wouldn't kill him so they kept like shooting arrows at him and he had like arrows all over but he wouldn't die because he was so hot, um, not hot. <laughs> muscular <laughs> muscular sorry <laughs> um so anyway so he is patron saint of like athletes and stuff like that <laughs> so um yeah i mean look at the card right right let me unblur this oh oh yeah mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he's cute dude yeah and then um, last one, and this one's just personal for my family, for my township and so forth and my, fa- and my family, um, is San Martin de Porres. And um, so they were really, um, first, it's one of the um, few black saints. Oh, wow. Okay. And he was good with the needy, with the animals, like the stray animals, like on the streets. And then they would um and the reason that it's in for my family is because the church that was on my street on my dad's on on the on the street where my dad was born had the church was called San Martin de Borges and my dad's name is Martin and so that's like that's how he he got his name and that's when he become and that's where his dad was a, a deacon and so and so and then the first house that Luis and I lived in mm-hmm. when we got there there was there's um you know the tiles that put like the numbers of the houses yeah it, there's a very there, it's very typical to have like a saint on the tiles so when we got to the house there was a San Martin was the the saint that, that was on the tile that's really so when cool. we got there yeah when I was like oh it has San Martin this is our house mm-hmm. because I'm like that's you know that's my dad and so yeah. that's like my family so this is like definitely the house for me and so that's the first house that Lisa and I lived in so it had the saint already so it was like I, I saw it was like a good omen right because yeah, it already absolutely. had yeah and so that was the first house that Lisa and I like rented together and the lady was like oh that's your family's house and I'm like yes and she's like oh that's good and then she liked us because of that <laughs> that's awesome and so that's something thing. so this one's a lot of people for animals for like problems with animals they use san francisco assis mm-hmm. which is the one for like give me serenity and strength or give me the the knowledge to know the difference between both right 
Uh, I have him as just uh, can be petitioned to heal sick animals, including pets. So he has a he has a uh, prayer that's like I, I can't remember it right now, but it's like give me the serenity to know when to do this or the strength to know when to do this and like the the wisdom to know the difference, right? Like the serenity prayer, like yeah, the serenity prayer, right? Uh, okay. So most people use him for animals, but I use San Martin mm -hmm. because San Francisco was like all animals, like the birds and the and the parrots and the dogs, like all like wildlife and animal like would come to him, right? It was right. just like, but San Martin de Porres is just like the stray animals, like the little animals that have been like abandoned and a little, little like more like house animals or animals that have might have been like mistreated and stuff. Okay. So I feel like like more like like vet animals or situations for veterinarian situations. I feel better aligned with him. Okay. While a situation like with a wild animal, I feel might go better with San Francisco. Okay. Makes sense? Mm hmm Those are the ones I got for, for today. There's tons more. Like oh my San gosh. Benedicto for like <laughs> um for exorcisms is really mm -hmm. good. And there's San um Santa Caridad for like she's she's very popular with Cubans because she's the one for the Cuban community. Mm -hmm. Um and for soldiers and stuff like that. So I mean there's something for every single one. I don't I don't think we could do justice you know no, yeah but these are just some of the most popular yeah i have uh, <laughs> i have a couple of the recognized saints and then i am definitely uh want to touch on the non-recognized saints that are more uh used in south america and mexico um but anyways to so to start i'm going to start with saint peter uh saint peter was one of the apostles he's the saint of crossroads opening rows business success and he's seen as holding the keys to heaven and earth um, you're going to want to petition him when you're looking for business opportunities to come your way. I don't have, I know like his feast is June 29th, but I don't have like his folk history. For working with St. Peter, you're going to want crossroads, dirt, keys, uh, spring or spring water, and sweet bread is are one of his. And then, oh, for St. You say this cooler than me. Expedite, Expedito? St. Expedito? Expedito? Mm -hmm. Uh, so he's very much what his name applies. He's quick. He gets done super speedy. This is a hot saint. He can work quickly, but he wants offerings a certain way in order for him to fulfill his service in return. It's not a saint to ask for quick favors that are trivial, but rather if you're really in a pinch and needs results immediately. Um, and it also like it mentions like deadlines, mortgage payments, like so serious stuff, but you're at the end of time. See, his date is going to be April 19th. Yeah, he's last, he's like under the radar last minute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pound cake is his favorite, rum and coffee. Sorry. And then, yeah, they make a San Expedite oil to dress candles for him. But yeah. All right. We've got St. Anne next. St. Anne is named as the mother of the Virgin Mary. It's the patron saint of motherhood, marriage, fertility, children, and is very connected to grandmothers. St. Anne is often petitioned when matters are connected to fertility, finding a husband, marriage, family, and raising children. She enjoys food offerings from a meal, so she wants. she's one of the saints that want to be welcome to your table. In, in like with the food from your table and white flowers are also something that appeal to her. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Like a grandma. She wants to be. Yeah, to exactly. Table. Yeah. Gardenia is probably those white flowers. 
Yeah. That's always what I think about grandmas. Um, okay. I'm going to go into Malverde. Are we ready? Malverde? Yeah. Exactly. Cool. All right. So Jesus Malverde is the saint of drug dealers. He's born in 1870. He was a railway or construction worker who turned into a bandit. He stole from the rich and gave to the poor. While there's no evidence he ever peddled drugs, this probably just tried to make him a bad guy, um, or he was really good at it. Uh, he has a large <laughs> following amongst drug dealers, prisoners, poor, uh, poor migrants crossing into the U.S. Drug dealers believe the Malverde will save them from the police. They often visit his shrine, which is in Culiacan, and they offer him gifts in exchange for his blessing and protection. And, and you're gonna find that with all of these saints. And it's going to be typically, let's see, it's gonna be like money, tequila, tobacco. Moving on to Juan Soldado, and he's gonna be the non-recognized saint of immigrants crossing the US-Mexico border. Mm. Juan Castillo Morales, who became Juan Soldado, Juan the soldier after his death is the patron saint of migrants crossing the US-Mexico border. As a soldier in the Mexican army, he was serving in the US-Mexico border town of Tijuana when he was arrested on Valentine's Day in 1938 for raping and murdering um, an eight-year-old girl. His wife claimed that he had committed the crime. Supposedly, he even confessed to it. It wasn't like he had any choice because the mob was coming after him in the town. Um, he was executed and exonerated. The real rapist and murder was, seen, was found to be a Mexican general. Shortly after, people started paying, uh, praying at uh, Juan's grave and attributing miracles to him. And today, migrants stopping will stop and pray um, at the border, like right at the border for a safe crossing. All right. And then I've got Teresa Urea. Teresa is known as the little saint of Cabora. She's said to have mysteriously gained magical healing power, powers after coming out of a coma at age 16. The first person she cured was a young cowboy who became paralyzed after a horse kicked him in the head at her father's ranch. She touched the boy and was he was able to walk again. Her ability spread throughout Mexico like wildfire. Um, her name became the battle cry of several native Mexican tribes who, rebel who rebelled against the dictator uh, Porfirio Diaz. The tribal warriors often shouted, long live Santa Teresa the little saint of Cabora before going into battle. Despite urging, despite others urging her to do so, Uraya refused to take charge of the rebellion as she was against the use of violence. That did not stop Diaz from accusing her of instigating the rebellion. He exiled her from Mexico in 1982. Teresa went on to Nogales, Arizona, where she continued treating Mexicans who crossed the border to meet with her. And she would die 14 years after that. And then, Lastly, and definitely not least, Gala Santa Muerte. Um, I have my own big beliefs around this. I'm going to kind of just shoot with a more traditional one. Um, and maybe we could do like an episode about it sometime. Uh, Santa Muerte, La Santa Muerte is recognized as the saint of death in Mexico. She is worshipped by drug traffickers, criminals. She has a very big following among the LGBTQ community. Um, she's also seen as the protector of people who have dangerous jobs in the night. So hookers or street, street sex workers, um, bartenders, EMTs, nurses use her still as well. 
Santa Muerte's, Santa Muerte's temple in Guadalajara is filled with skeletons covered in cloaks. Uh, her worship, so I leave her on the 9th, a big bouquet of roses and a bottle of tequila. But when I go to her shrine um, the, in one of the botanicas here in Vancouver, Washington, um, I always see cigarettes, cigars, money, all sorts of flowers, um, always tequila, sometimes rum. Santa Muerte has about 12 million followers around the world, is the fastest growing religion in South America. Uh, the Catholic Church uh, is criticizing right now her for as paganism, but she's got zero affiliation with any, I mean, it, her, her story is connected through the Nahuatl people, through uh, the dark feminine, like it's, she's really seen as just, yeah, connected to the, uh, to death, to dark, to, uh, to women, to um, outcasts, to people who who constantly are putting themselves in danger for the good of other people. So that's all we've got for the saints. Just don't be afraid to work with them because, the you know, like we mentioned at the beginning, they were human and they they are there just basically to intercede. And it's easier to work with them because it's like it, they're more accessible. Right. And the idea is like, kind of like, God will hear you if you pray or whatever, but it, like, it might be too far away or something. And then like, if you pray to an angel, angels don't really get us that well. But like, when we're talking to a human who has access, higher access than us, then they understand us and are more able to like, help us with whatever task we're trying to accomplish. And they have like more empathy for it too. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and they get it. They understand. Yeah. So, okay. That's it. And, and I think, yeah, the cards and the names and, and the, and the offerings are all very easy to work with. And yeah. That's, so it's, it's pretty simple. So that's what we got for the saints. And I think we made it pretty clear. Yeah. It was a lot of information. <laughs> it <laughs> we is. probably it could is have picked one saint and just talked about it for 45 minutes. <laughs> I don't know how long, how long have we been? Uh, we're yeah it's gonna be a longer one well maybe we can cut some okay okay anyways okay let's go into astrology we'll do no one we're gonna question. do the, the question yes oh today we're doing the first question okay so we got a reader a listener question mm -hmm. that asked us exactly um bum, 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 bum. i'd like to be able to listen to my ancestors more and we said that we would recommend setting up an ancestor altar, mm -hmm. <laughs> listening to um, our podcast where we talked about connecting with the ancestors. Uh -huh. which I don't remember what episode that was, but we I'll mentioned put that it in the notes. We'll put that in the notes. Um, and then this person, um, we also said um, tying it with um, scent. So oh, yeah. making sure, yeah. So making sure to. Okay, so making sure to go to the botanica because the smells and using the herbs and the baños will help open up the memory and smells strongly tied to our memory. And also before going to sleep, talking to their ancestors to see what comes up in their dreams. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have anything else for recommendations for their ancestors? Well, just hitting and sticking with today's topic. I mean, finding out the saint that kind of sticks mm -hmm. with your family. Um, that might be kind of a good calling. That's a great idea. Yeah. Great idea. Ta -ta. Look at you being all 
professional and tying in the, the circle and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like planned and everything. Dun-dun. What is your family's um, saint? Moving. Great. And then Astrologia. We're doing the 25th, June 25th through July 8th, right? Yes. Okay. June 25th, Mercury squares Neptune. It complicates communication. Be aware of deception. Avoid any lies because you're going to get caught and it's going to get bigger. That day is a good day to shield yourself against energy vampires because they love this type of energy. Okay. Um, on June 26th, Mercury goes into Cancer, which just... Um, Mercury going, it'll, it'll be there for like a month. And so Mercury going into cancer just takes things a little more emotionally personal. Um, they deep thinkers, they're the ones that are really good at um, tying history and, you know, memory and keeping, you know, they're the ones that are on ancestry.com and looking at things, <laughs> and, you know, that kind of, you know, they're, they're, they're there, they're, they're tying their history there. Um, and they're just more emotional and they want to create a, a comfy space for the family and, you know, they they want things to flow. That day, the 26th, Mars is squaring Uranus as well, which is a desire to rebel and act um, act out and act a little, you know, rebellious. Mm -hmm. So my recommendation is you heard it here, you know about it. It's better to plan. So make a date, plan to go to the rage room. Or plan oh. to have a scene set up with your partner rather than to not do anything, get these urges, and then, you know. Lose your mind? Lose your mind at work and yeah. have a bad situation. Okay, what you day know? is that? Monday the 26th. Okay. Yeah. So channel your energy in a healthy, fun way or pay the consequences. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That sounds right. Yeah. On the 28th, this is a really productive day. The sun is trining Saturn. You can hear it, right? You can just hear it. Sun trining Saturn. It just sounds productive, right? Uh-huh. Um, it's a good day for people to recognize your from your achievements to people to see, like, oh yeah, she's a badass. She knows what she's doing, whatever. Um, promotions can be um seen. People can see what you're doing work-wise or the steps you're taking towards things um towards um any goals that you're working on okay the 29th venus is trining chiron so it's a good day to open up about your emotions about healing so it's a good therapy day this day mercury is also trining saturn which is also good for um being studious to for being prepping for things like um like investigation prep testing or looking at contracts it's good for um anything like anything that you're going to look be using for a long period of time so like for example a sales promo or a brochure or anything like that that you're mm -hmm. going to be using for it's a good day to write it you know okay because yeah that friday the 30th um neptune is going to go retrograde until december 6th in, in pisces so neptune is one of the rulers of Pisces. So it's going to be retrograding in itself. So the themes that we're going to be seeing during this retrograde are things that are innately related to Pisces. So 
creativity, addictions, dreams, energy, all those things are going to be retrograding, right? So it's time to see things more clearly because mm -hmm. Neptune doesn't, Neptune is very foggy. So it's like, oh, everything that you've been kind of like BSing yourself on, it's like during this period between June and December, it's like, oh, you can't BS yourself on it anymore. Right? Yikes. <laughs> She's like, no, I don't like that. I like BSing. <laughs> I like BSing myself. <laughs> um, people that are very creative might find themselves stuck a little bit instead of resisting that and being like, no, I have to be creative. Just focus their other create. You're still an artist. Mm -hmm. Just focus on other aspects of your creation, like maybe okay. more logic, maybe like um, catalog catalogs you know naming materials and work around the creative blocks until the flow comes back okay? okay don't let that creativity blocks frustrate you um addictions really hard if you've been in active addiction up to this point then obviously this is a time for working to get out of addictions because you're going through the retrograde if you were if you're not active in addiction, then it's a time where it gets hard and you have to work to keep your addictions in check. Okay. Right. Um, then spiritual spirituality is the other element that also gets affected during a Neptune um, retrograde because Neptune also works with that um, aspect. So it's like, wait, what have I been believing? Is this really what I want to believe? And especially if somebody's been doing things more of um, just to do them, you know, uh, just taking the steps, but not really um, believing the things, then it's like, oh, wait, it's more of a reckoning kind of period. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's what this Neptune retrograde is going to be bringing in for those six months um, until December 6th. But it's, as you can see, it's very very deep but very internal mm -hmm. right okay then on the first mercury is going to be sextiling jupiter this is good for planning for the future it's good for connections it's good for being in the right place that same day sun sextiling jupiter is good as well which is a great transit sun sextiling jupiter um brings in good luck happiness new projects it's also good for like meeting people that are benign authority figures so those two together just means like, yeah, just be really aware of who you're meeting that day, because that can be like the keys to unlocking things that are prosperous for you. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. The, on the second, Venus is going to be squaring Uranus. So impulse shopping, wandering eye or kinky role playing. The crave for stimulation is the same. If handled properly or not is what will determine the outcome. Oh, no yeah cool yeah it could be fun yeah yeah it could be totally fun you just determine how fun <laughs> the third is a tougher day that's the day where we have the full moon in capricorn okay? okay remember that pluto just went back into capricorn it's trying to keep its foothold on like wait i'm not done with pluto yet you know the power control and keeping everything we're going to say it's a it's a heavy day because that full moon we're in cancer right and that Cancer Capricorn opposition is all about the conflict between your roots and your direction. 
Like, where are my roots? Where am I headed? You know, am I balancing out my outer persona and my inner world, right? Mm -hmm. But it's also a heavy day because there's an opposition to the sun, an opposition to Mercury, a square to Chiron, and a trine to Uranus. Well, so yeah, it's 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 a all the uh, aspects are are a little rating. Um, it's gonna affect the most the cardinal signs, so your Aries, your Cancer, your Capricorn, your Libras. Okay, especially in the midpoint, seven to fifteen, um, they're gonna feel that a lot because the nodes are changing. Right, the nodes used to be Taurus to Scorpio through the last eclipse. The nodes just changed and the nodes are changing to Aries to Libra, right? So the next eclipses that are going to come start in, in, in October are going to be Aries to Libra, but that points are changing now, right? Mm -hmm. The mathematical points are changing now with this full moon. They're not, there's not an eclipse now, but they're settling in, they're moving in, right? Okay. And so that's why they're they're, those are the ones that are going to be the most affected, okay? okay? But the full moon in Capricorn just makes everybody like, oh, this is what I'm, you know, right now we're in cancer season, Mercury's in cancer, right? It's all about feeling touchy-lovey, wanting to be with the family, wanting to provide comfort to their family, wanting to get in touch with its roots. And at the same time, full moon in Capricorn is like, what the heck am I going to do with my life? Am I, am I successful? Am I not successful? Am I projecting myself? Am I not projecting myself? We got that Neptune retrograde going on, which is making you go introspect on yourself, on your dreams, on your creativity, on your blocks, on your, your, your spiritual reckoning all at the same time. So there's all these hard aspects going on, right? Mm -hmm. While you're trying to be chillax, but your brain inside is not chillaxing at all, right? Yikes. So there's a lot of like emotional in inside, right? You're, you're trying to be, you're trying to do the barbecue and just chilling, but inside you're like a keg, you know? Yeah. So that's the third. Fourth, <laughs> fourth is the actual, you know, there's nothing going on, but it's the actual, you know, independence day. So there might be explosions. Um, Mercury um, squares Chiron on the fifth, which just, again, it's a little bit of explosion on explaining how you're feeling, okay. right? Explaining how you feel heard or how you're feeling about yourself. The sixth Mercury sextiling Uranus, which is um, feeling flashes of insight, feeling a little bit of humor, a little bit of um, you need stimulating conversations. You want something to like break you've been feeling angsty, right? Mm -hmm. What's the best thing to break that up? Something like humor, like something, yeah. you, you need wit, humor, dirty humor, fun, right? Or if not, you need, you need an argument. Okay. You know how, you know how it goes, yeah. right? You, you need something to break it up. So that's what you're going to be looking for. You're going to be looking for something raunchy or you're going to be looking, be looking for a fight. Okay. You know, to, to, but it, but it's mercury. So it's in communication. It's not in actual physicality. It's in the brain. It's in, it's in Mercury. Okay. okay. Then on the seventh, it's an actual productive day. We're actually going to be like settling in. We're going to be thinking about, okay, what I like, you're taking everything that happened like on the, the third, the full moon, it, because it's three days later, right? That Capricorn effect finally settled in and you're productive. You're thinking about what am I actually going to be doing with my future? And then, the weekend is a little bit more um, social. Okay. So that's what we got.
All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Sounds a little sticky, but I'm sure we'll be great. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about papaya today. Uh, so papayas, uh, you're going to be able to use the fruit, the leaf, the seed, and the sap. I definitely found out some information I did not know about papaya. Um, it's an anti-inflammatory and a digestive. It's used for indigestion, internal parasites, and the sap is used for freckles. Do you know that? No, so, I didn't. I know that we always have batida de papaya for your stomach. And if you have a bad oh, yeah. your stomach's bad, you just have a batida de papaya. Mm-hmm. Uh, so papaine is the is the in, like the agent inside the papaya that can like tenderize meat and that helps like with digestion in the in the stomach. Um, the Aztecs or the Nahuatl people referred to the fruit of the uh, referred to the fruit as the flower of the chest, and it was used to treat breathing issues such as bronchitis and asthma. The sap is said to cure ringworm, lighten freckles, and remove warts. Mm. Yeah. Uh, meats are wrapped and cooked in the leaves, which also contained a little bit of the tenderizing properties as well. Um, magically, papaya is seen as feminine. It's associated with the moon, with water, with protection and love. Tying a rag around the limb of a papaya tree and visualizing your need is supposed to make that manifest a little bit quicker. Twigs of papaya wood over a door sill keeps out evil and eat and share the fruit with a loved one to like extra to like strengthen the bond that you have with each other yes yeah i had a papaya tree in, in my backyard yeah yeah that's nice yeah. are they pretty big no no like six seven feet not that big cool very nice yeah. all right that's all the i roof of the house yeah oh it went over to the roof no it was like about the same height as the roof of the house that sounds fairly manageable. Yeah, they were manageable. They were skinny. Cool. But not like the the plantains were. Huge. Yeah. Nice. And the carambola, the star fruit, that one was the one that was crazy. What is that a really big tree? Well, mine was. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. I love star big. fruit. Yeah, so do I. Oka, thank All you right. so much. Thank you so much. Hi. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with another episode the week after next. But in the meantime, you can email us at thebrewhousebroadcast at gmail.com. For me, Dion, you can find my artwork at lasprimasmaritas.com. Or for booking healing work, I'm at unusualhealing.com. Or sdlunacy on Instagram. Great. And for me, Sasha, you can find me on Facebook with Brujeria101. And you can all find me on Instagram as Brujeria101S because <laughs> somebody had the 101. And I also have Brujeria101.com. And there we'll have like um, response buttons that you can push to Amazing. book like palm readings or nail charts and stuff like that. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. 